The following program has been pre-recorded. On this episode of Belonging, the show for young Catholic adults, we'll talk to Julianne Staley, who connects young people to all the great gatherings in Nashville. She knows how hard it can be because she is one. I went to Sunday morning mass at 8.30 at Cathedral, and I was so excited. I was like, he goes, we'll put you in the single section. And I was like, ooh. I turned the corner. I was the only person without white hair in the, in the section. Uh, I was like, oh. Next. This program is made possible by the generous donations of Jeannie and Bill Stayskull, members of Christ the King Parish in Nashville, and by a grant from the Cook Foundation. Take advantage of the many opportunities for young people in the Nashville Diocese to connect and find belonging. Like University Catholic, a community of college-age students who are serious about their faith and unite in fellowship and friendship to deepen their personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Go to universitycatholic.org to find out more. You can also connect with young Catholics like you by attending events like Summit Music City. It's a night of music followed by adoration and reconciliation. It's free and open to young people of all faiths. Go to soundscatholic.com or try Theology on Tap, where you can gather with other people in their 20s and 30s like you who want to learn more about their faith while enjoying a beverage together. Join Theology on Tap Nashville on Facebook for events and times. Hello and welcome to Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio. Belonging is a place where young adults can find connection, rest, and encouragement on their journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Zach Jansen. I grew up here in Middle Tennessee. I'm a recent graduate of Belmont here in Nashville, and I'm here to start this show with you all. Each week we have a different guest uh, interviewing their lives and finding out more what it's like on our journey uh, as a young adult and growing in faith. Uh, So we're real excited this week to be joined by Julianne Staley, Director of Formation of the Young Church at St. Philip Church in Franklin. And every week we're joined by Father Gervon in his infinite wisdom. Uh, He's the Director of University Ministries, uh, University Catholic here in Nashville, serving a veteran built in Belmont. So we're looking forward to a great show today. Um, Julianne, thank you for being a guest. We, were, we were, want your expertise, your thoughts, your invite, your advice today. Oh, thank you. I'm honored to be here. Yes. Many people don't know. Um, this is a young adult show, but Julianne Miss Staley, if you will, was my teacher yeah. at one point. What? How did, oh my gosh. This is crazy. Are. I know, which is funny. I don't know if you remember this, Zach, but the last day I had him in class as a sophomore, he gave me a signed copy of his CD and said, hold on to this for one day when I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> and then here we are now. Are. I'm on, his, on the radio shows. Now. Yeah, Thank the radio you. show that he's hosting. Maybe you can sell that in eBay or something uh, oh, yeah. like that. Maybe at say. Goodwill right now, if you find it. <laughs> oh, thank you for holding that. Well, you, just snap, you just snap your fingers, huh? In like five, six years past. Is that how it goes? Like, don't blink, huh? It, and now life. you're making me feel old, Zach. No, Jeez. that's not what I'm trying to do. No, yeah, I think it was it five years ago you graduated? Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, yeah, I was your teacher seven years ago. So tell me about St. Philip. How, how long have you been there? What, what inspired you to, to find that opportunity? Well, you know, I was teaching these crazy kids, I'm like so one of them sorry. was Zach, and I was like, I can't take it anymore. It's a, it's a burden. Um, yeah. No, I, uh, <laughs> I was teaching at Pope John Paul II High School. Yeah. Loved it, absolutely loved it. But it was actually in the summer that year that I was at a workshop called Youth Leadership Workshop. Mm. And my brother had told me how there was an opening for ministry at St. Philip. And I'd always been very involved in campus ministry at JP2, the high school. And I really felt like that's where, I don't know, like I kind of felt most alive. So in October of that year, I applied 
And I was like, oh, why not? We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. And um, sure enough, I actually went to Ireland that fall break and I was at um, Our Lady of Knock and I was like, please just guide me in this decision. Mm. Um, but then when I got back, they offered me the job and um, on All Saints Day, I the whole part about it was that it was peaceful. Mm. And I really love, yeah, I really love my teaching job. And I thought I'd have like a, oh, like an aha moment where I wouldn't definitely know, but it was in the peace that Mm. I was like, this is what I should be doing. And so I switched to youth ministry and I've been in it three and a half years. It's really great working there because I went from the Catholic school to dealing with all non-Catholic school kids for the most part. So that was a huge adjustment. Yeah. Oh gosh. I forget that. Yeah. The the public school environment. Mm -hmm. So was it almost like nothing new to you that was, it was an environment you were familiar with that age group though. I was familiar with the age group and I don't know if it's because I act like a kid or (laughs) (laughs) father would say yes, (laughs) that uh, I can also understand them and think like them. (laughs) Um, No, but that was, really something for me to grow in my faith, um, Mm -hmm. to really see that these public school kids and homeschool kids, they're craving the desire to be able to go to daily mass Mm -hmm. or share about their faith. And they can't do that at school. And so that's where it kind of dawned on me that I shouldn't be taking it for granted either. Mm -hmm. And so that was definitely a learning curve, but also I kind of felt like a a Catholic saleswoman being like, Hey, come to youth group. It's fun. I promise. Um, cause you gotta, you gotta win the kids over as you know. Yeah. Well, you've noticed that, I guess, um, cause you've been in their shoes is a big part of it. Like mm-hmm. see what struggles are going through. Um, are you working with like high school students or those like in their twenties and thirties as well? Or? Over time, my job has evolved, which has been wonderful. So now I'm the director of formation of the young church. Mm-hmm. So now I kind of have the whole gamut. If you're between the ages of four and 40, really? <laughs> you're basically, um, going to email me. Yeah. If you're not a priest, you're not married. Julian is. Yeah. Boss. It's a yeah. Sunday school youth group. Um, well, tell us about Theology on Tap, what kind of opportunity is that? It's a young adult event that we host once a month, the last Tuesday, and it's usually a speaker will come in or priest. Mm. So I've learned a lot in Theology on Tap, but yeah, they give a talk for about 30 minutes and they have question answer afterward. And usually we have food and drink for everyone. So it's just a really relaxed atmosphere. And I think for a lot of young Catholics, it's easy for them to meet people there to get to know friends, especially with how many people move to Nashville every day. Mm. That's like a big part of what we talk about is like, meeting people, especially if you just moved here. It's easy if you're like in the school environment, like high school or college. Right. But like, what if you just moved here and you're 25 and you're like, well, I don't have brothers, sisters, aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? But that's the exact kind of like relaxed environment that like we're looking for, I think, right? Yeah, and I think to be able to approach it in a way where it's not you're the, the one who has the spotlight on them, you can mm-hmm. just kind of like mill about and meet who you want to meet, or if you just want to come and grow in your faith too, that's a great opportunity as well. So it sounds like y'all were like really seeing the fruits of your labor. What do you think, Father? I think so. I think we, you know, I think the people who come to the events like that, they, they are the people who want to grow in their faith. Just going back with a little bit what Julian was saying about, you know, the youth group. Mm-hmm. A lot of times like, oh, we wanted to go to the youth group to, you know, have fun. But I think that we have to, a lot of things that we have to rethink about, why do we do things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's hard. It's like trying to get a kid to eat vegetables. Mm-hmm. So you got to, you know, put cheese over the broccoli, so to speak. Oh my gosh, that's a terrible analogy. And that's how I'm going to be known. <laughs> You know, but you got to trick the kid into eating the broccoli and you know they like the cheese, so you kind of like sneak it in there and then they end up being, I mean, at least to me, I was like, oh, I like broccoli, it's good. They never want to say it, but they really just desire a personal relationship with Christ. And that's why they're coming. They're intrigued and they either don't have it and they are curious as to how they can get it or connect with Christ 
or they have it and they can't wait to share with others what they've experienced because they're teens, you know, and they're like, Hey, I've experienced it. You can experience it too. Or let me relate to you because you're going through the same thing. And so I think that's what is the end for, I would say the end all be all for kids, young adults, and even adults. So it's supposed like wildfire. Yeah. Like you said, one person gets on fire for it and they start bringing their friends. They're not just right. on their own, so to speak. It's definitely like a group effort. Um, with the catechesis, yeah, you're exactly right. It's, it's the parents is a big part of it, getting them involved as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for those just listening, we're, we're joined by Julian Saley, the director of uh, young adult formation at St. Philip Church in Franklin, and Father Javon, uh, director of University Catholic uh, here in Nashville. Uh, just talking about the sense of belonging as a young adult, I guess finding it in your parish, uh, we were discussing, you know, the times when it's fun and when it can't be fun. Um, and opportunities out there for you to get involved, like uh, Theology on Tap. Another one I saw you were involved when uh, was Summit. You had a, a role in that. Was it earlier this spring? Oh, yes. Um, can, what can you tell me about your involvement in Summit and a little bit about that? Well, this is funny because usually I like being behind the scenes, <laughs> not the speaker, the guest. Um, so the, so Summit, um, it's actually PJ Anderson has really helped kind of keep it going. It was a young adult event started years ago, and he's the one who's kind of resurrected it, so to speak. Good Nashville Christian artist. Yes. And uh, the scheduling, again, with COVID this spring has been a little off, but usually he hosts uh, the last Wednesday of every month an event for young adults. And even I've seen families show up to it. It's great where they'll have praise and worship music at Assumption or at the Buddy Key House across from Assumption. And then they'll have a speaker give a talk on various topics. Maybe it's relating to a liturgical year or maybe mm-hmm. it's just on something that has been on their heart or mind. And after they give a talk, they'll have some more praise and worship music and then lead into adoration and confession across the street. Mm. And then at the end of the night, again, you know, you got to bring in the, the beer, I guess. So <laughs> they all go to like a local well, pub. Not at the church. You go to not a at pub. the church. Yeah, they go to yeah. a pub where they can have some fellowship, you know, because you're sitting there and yeah. it's about filling you up, but then also filling each other up. So it's a really great event. And uh, PJ just gives up his time and yeah. talent to be able to do this for young adults in our diocese. So you had a chance to give like a great testimony about yourself or just to spread. I did. And believe it or not, I don't like talking about myself. That's I know okay. I know that's a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Father, are you involved with Summit as well once in a while, uh, or especially yeah. when it's virtual sometimes? Yeah. So I think the last month, I don't even know what day is today, but one of the last ones we did like a virtual one, so mm-hmm. BJ was singing, and then we we did a little bit of adoration from the Frasati House mm-hmm. Chapel. So it was kind of a you know using technology and do as you know as much as we can too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Summit Music City, it's the last Wednesday when it, when things get back in swing, mm-hmm. but the last Wednesday of each month. Then. Yes, um, that's a great opportunity. I know we talked about things we want them to be fun. I think it is in a way at the start, you know. Uh, with just being in fellowship around a circle and then or having beer afterwards. But there's a time for the seriousness of it, huh? And that yeah. beautiful uh, Assumption Church, and I know it's being restored right now, but what like a beautiful hour you can spend like in quiet and, mm-hmm. and how often do people get to experience that after like a long work day. Um, then just add the casualness of it too, if it's at a bar with friends. Right, because a lot people. of the speakers are peers, you know, people yeah. that you've seen in the diocese or that they're, they may be close friends with you. And so to see them kind of get up, you're used to it in high school where your friends have to get up and get talk, give talks at retreats, yeah. but to see your peers get up there and share what's going on with them in a spiritual way is mm-hmm. very powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think Nashville is getting, you know, like more, in, I mean, Music City International. So a lot of Catholic musicians are moving to Nashville. 
Really? Mm-hmm. The musicians yeah. are? Yeah. yeah. So like PJ Anderson, he was from Chicago. I mean, Matt Moore. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Krug. I mean, we have so many great Catholic uh, musicians here. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it makes sense for them to be in Nashville. Mm. So it's kind of, yeah, you know, you go to church and you have Matt Marr right there. You know, oh. it's like, oh, okay, that's Matt Marr. Okay. Yeah. Or, Is that a big part? Is that going on at St. Joseph right now? Yeah. I mean, so yeah. they have, yeah. uh, they have like kind of every Sunday, and I'm not sure if they are back or not, but every yeah. Sunday they had like all those great, you know, because PJ Anderson and Matt Marr, they are operations at, uh, St. Joseph. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they have a youth mass now. It's like, you know, sometimes we go over and it's like, yeah, we have, you know, we have Matt Marr in my parish, you know, like. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. He's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Matt. You know, yeah. Matt is, oh, you know, Matt. Oh, oh, Matt. You know, or PJ Anderson, you know, like, I don't know. That stuff. Father's got it down. What is that? The impersonation. Somewhere. Yeah. And it's funny. It's like, I mean, it's, it's cool to be, you know, actually like Sunday. Uh, I wasn't saying the mass, but Nicole Kidman and, uh, uh, Keith Urban. Urban. Mm-hmm. They are uh, cathedral parishioners. Really? So it's like, hey, hey, how are you, y'all? <laughs> He's fangirling over like, here. Hey, what's up, Nicole? <laughs> but it's kind of that kind of thing that, you know, in Nashville, we kind of have all those great people around. And mm, yeah. The witness of the faith. Yeah. And it's a great way because I think young adults struggle yeah. to make friends. That sounds really bad. <laughs> but because we're so used to our iPhone age and social media. And that's how like, I don't know if this, if this is terrible on my part, you guys might want to admit, but um, if you've seen people on social media and you haven't seen them in real life and then you see them, you're like, yes. I know them. And you're like, yeah. oh no, wait, oh my gosh, I just know them through social media. And so I think it's really hard for young adults to go up and introduce themselves to other people, <laughs> you know, because it's, it's hard. I don't know why, just everybody's used to looking at their phones or, you know, guys asking girls out via text as opposed to in person. And so I think it's a, a great event for them. Yeah. We, but, we, yeah. have a, we have a similar interview with us, Francisco. And we were talking about, you know, Nicole Kidman's like, who is she? And then he's like, he started like, got his phone and started to look, oh my, I love this movie that she did. And I was like, okay, there we go, you know. <laughs> but I think the cool thing about her, you know, like her family is they are parishioners, you know, so like the people who sit around them, mm-hmm. if anybody else, because you have, being in the cathedral, be downtown, we have a bunch of, you know, uh, tourists and people out of town and they were like oh and then like the person like she's praying leave her alone you know kind of <laughs> they protect yeah, the yeah. family and everything but it's kind of a, it's pretty cool to have that kind of stuff we were talking earlier about like uh, presenting the faith I guess like the catechesis like to young adults or youth uh-huh. and in a way it's like fun you're, you're, I guess the covering the Broccoli with cheese analogy. <laughs> Stuck in my I'm going to use that yeah. at home. <laughs> like, what are some things you think that's like stand in the way of, of young people taking their faith seriously? I know we kind of hinted at the phones just now. That's almost a big part of it. But what, what comes to mind for you? Like, what keeps us from taking our, our faith more seriously and wanting to grow in the sacraments? I would boil it down to two pieces. One is authenticity. Like I was saying earlier with the iPhone, I think it's really hard for people to be real and honest and to do that in person too. And to tie into that, I think it's also suffering. People don't like suffering. And so it's really hard, but that's where you need Christ the most. That's where you need your faith the most is when you're suffering and you feel alone, but you're not. Hmm. And that's what's going to connect a lot of people in their faith is when they have those very low moments and they're suffering 
that there's a quote by St. Faustina. I actually talked about this um, yeah. at my talk on Summit, but she was saying how she embraces it and loves it. And I'm like, who the heck loves suffering, it's, you know? It's the thing is we have to understand and give meaning of the suffering because if right. you suffer just because you suffer, that's masochist. That is crazy. Yeah. You have yeah. to go, you know, some kind of, it's not what we're talking about. And to yeah. know that nobody suffered greater than Christ himself, or I like to th- think a lot of the Blessed Mother, you know, just watching her son die, which is just tragic and terrible, but also that was the greatest gift she had. And she shared him with all of us just by saying yes. And he in turn and God, you know, by sharing his only son with all of us, we have to recognize that no matter what we're going through, we have someone who's been through greater, but also he's not there to like one up you and be like, oh, I've suffered worse than you, but to say, it's okay. And I love you and I'm there for you. And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with is recognizing that. It's easy to forget like God's with us through all of it. Um, like the meaningless stuff. And I think it's that go back that we need that personal relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, authenticity, you know, and that's, 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 we need that, you know. And I think the other thing is like, it's hard to be vulnerable. I think we talked a little bit about mm-hmm. that before, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like the words say, don't be vulnerable, you know. Fake it until you can make it. You That's know, like, all you oh, hear yes, mm-hmm. and no. Actually, and I, I feel okay. like we, we, it's okay to be vulnerable, but we have to choose who can we be vulnerable with. Mm-hmm. You know, a spirit director, a priest, or you That's know, some, a, people, a youth minister, really. or somebody's like, yes, I need your help. I can't do this by myself. And, and you know, I not not that you know the other person is going to have all together or not, but that other person can help you with that. Mm-hmm. Have you tried this? Have you tried that? No, you're not alone. You, you know, and, and it's hard because sometimes it's like I, I don't know. I, I, I you know, I want to suffer by myself, or I'm not going to bother anybody with this or that. And I said, no, oh, no, you're not. I mean, we see that so many times. You know, people taking their own own lives. <sighs> yeah, it's really tough, especially in this whole lockdown situation in COVID. I was talking to a police officer the other day and I, it's all over the news that mm. depression has spiked. Mm. You know, a lot of these people are taking their own lives in quarantine and it's so sad because they feel so alone, but you're not alone. And that's like the hard part is to recognize and to just break that open and to be okay with being sad sometimes. Mm. Because I think the people in my personal experience or in the lives of the saints, the people who are the most joyful are the ones who suffered the greatest. Wow, They've been through the most. And, um, you know, I made the joke about St. Faustina earlier but I mean she she was like bring it on because everybody thought she was crazy you know if you said that Jesus came you'd be like okay Zach but and I think that was the case with her where a lot of her superiors didn't even believe her but she welcomed everything and was like okay this is a part of my life Hmm. and she wasn't always smiling when she did it but I think for us we have to put on a face so often or post this on social media or you're in business meetings so you have to be professional whatever it is where they forget that they should just be themselves that's all God wants us to be to act like everything's okay but I think it's okay to it, mm-hmm. but you're not okay sometimes. Right. Like the, that's the only way through sadness is to kind of endure it. Um, we talked a lot, of the, like the handful of people that can console you through this stuff. Uh, do people come to you, like, when they're, at the times when they're not okay, when they say, hey, I just need somebody to talk to and to get this off my chest? Do you find yourself on the other side of that, people looking up to you in a way? Yes. Well, I don't know you if I would say with. looking up to. Well, I mean, someone, someone <laughs> no, to. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Sure. Trying to be humble, it's really hard. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I think that's the hardest part of my job. And that's ultimately when I switched from teaching to being a youth minister, that was the hardest part of me being a teacher was one day after school, a kid came to me and wanted to kill herself. 
and you can go through all the schooling at college, get your graduate degree, get your doctorate, whatever, but they never a day in your life tell you, hey, this is actually what the most important part of teaching is, or this is going to be the most important part of your career as a youth minister. And to just see that kids are suffering like this, that was the biggest, I guess, moment for me that was definitive in how I wanted to approach my life and my vocation and calling to support others is for everybody to see that they're known and they're loved. Mm. I know our local high school, Father Ryan, that's their tagline, but a lot of people forget that. And sometimes it's because of friends or family, but a lot of times it's an image you portray on yourself Mm. where you don't think you're deserving of God's love. And so that's what my MO is with all these kids is I get a lot of calls and texts saying that they feel alone or that they feel like they want to hurt themselves. And then it's hard for me because, you know, you can't be with them there in person, but then also I have to be the adult and make sure that they're not going to do anything to themselves. So I call their parents or the local um, government officials and they feel like it's a betrayal. I know down the road they'll be glad that it happened, but a lot of times yeah, you- It's better, you know, if you need- we just say it's better have a, a friend that is mad of you than a dead friend. Right. Mm. Yeah. And so that, that has been challenging, but also it's been rewarding to see those moments where those kids recognize their worth. Mm. And I think we think too, like, what do you even say in that situation? Like you want to say so many things like it's, it's going to be okay. Or mm-hmm. like, it's all, or it's all happens for a reason, but almost like sometimes like just putting a hand on them and just saying, I'm there for you. Or, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Those are like the most powerful words. And yeah, only because I, I'm Irish and we deal with a lot of tragedy in our family. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, I mean, there's been a lot of death that I've seen and witnessed. And the best thing that anybody can ever say when you're really struggling is, I'm sorry. You know, they don't have to say anymore. It's not like, oh, that's awful. Or, yeah. you know, it's going to be okay. It's you good. can, you know, nothing else. You can just say, I'm sorry. And that means because so much to them because you're just trying to be sympathetic towards them, right? You're trying to be empathetic actually. Yeah, to feel their pain. And feel their pain and let them know that there's somebody there for them because when they can't see Christ, they're still looking for him. They just don't realize it, Mm. right? They might find him in Father Javon or in Zach, but that's who they're ultimately looking for. And so to be Christ for others, that's that's the best. Mm. Yeah. That's that's too far, like how to console someone. Yeah. I think for me, it's like, there's nothing that you can really say, you know? Mm -hmm. Saturday, I went to a funeral of a kid, 21 years old kid who overdosed, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it was a really powerful uh, thing because, you know, sometimes when th- that kind of stuff is a lot of taboo and you don't talk about it, you know, and the priest, like, you know, there was, he was sick, there was a disease, he was addicted and it got him, you mm-hmm. know, and then when dad came and talked, it was kind of the same way, you know, it's like, it wasn't a car accident, it was my my son overdosed. Mm. You know, he was getting better. You know, he was in a, you know, he went to rehab and everything. He was doing good and he fall again. Mm. So I think it was like a powerful statement for everybody who was there, you know. And yeah, it, it's just like in those moments, it's hard to say something, you know, just I think it's the one of the things that we learn in the seminary is the ministry of presence. Mm. You know, like I can't say anything to make it. Like can, the other thing is like we want to fix people. Yes. You know, that's oh, the other yeah. thing. We want to fix people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I can't. Yeah, this sucks. Your son died. Mm-hmm. You that's know, the reality. It, it, that's yeah. the reality. And, and, and I feel your pain. I don't, you know, and that's another thing. Like I can only imagine how it is because, I, you know, but I'm here for you. Hmm. And I think that's the other thing. And, and I think, Julie, 
you got that too. When, you know, we, we make so many relationships, you know, when the kids go to college and everything, when they come back struggling, you know, and they call us and mm-hmm. everything. I, I just had, the other day I had this guy who was talking to me. He was a Father Ryan grad a couple of years ago, and we were just talking and talking and talking. He had all those questions and everything. And I said, dude, I told you I'm here for you. And he's like, I, I don't want to bother. I said, hey, I, that's why I became a priest. Mm-hmm to love you guys and to be with you. So you're not bothering me. When you come and talk to me with the struggles that you have, you help me to fulfill my vocation. Mm. You know, and we came back. But it's just kind of that kind of stuff that they feel that sometimes they they are lost or they are alone or there is nobody that is there for them. Mm-hmm. And they can't even express it sometimes. No, because they don't know. It's right. like, no, I think a good analogy is when you are in the midst of a storm, you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. No, you can't. But then that's why we have the yellow and the white lines on the road. Follow those lines mm-hmm. and then you're going to get out of the storm. And then you're going to be able to see it again, but not during the storm. Mm-hmm. So, so we have to get to that point where we have those handful of people in our lives that are there to console us. Maybe not to fix it, but just to be that presence. Like you're saying, um, Julian, what, what's, what's some advice you would say to a young adult who's maybe maybe feels like they're on their own? What What are some things they can do to connect through like these programs we were mentioning? Like it's like even little things like theology on tap or summit. Like, what are some ways they can feel connected to to a community to other people? Yeah. Is it just reaching reaching out to little things like that, like theology on tap or or summit? Um, I would. Well, the diocese they have youth and young adult ministry. Honestly, I would contact them because they can kind of geolocate you and be like, okay, where do you live, and plug you into different events. Because that's a great thing for a lot of the Catholic churches here in the diocese. CatholicSounds.com. Yeah, SoundsCatholic.com. So you'll find food, SoundsCatholic.com, Summit Music City, if you're looking, Theology on Tap, if you're looking to get involved, to find great community. And uh, can give Julian his phone number as well. Yeah, just tell him to email me. Cell phone number. And I will say for young adults, I think that's the hardest part right now for me to see in ministry is they just want to be fed. You know, one of the things that I, and Julian knows that I hate that phrase to say, you are the future of the church, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I just hate that. No, you're not. You're the present. You know, if you are, yes, even as a young 13, 14, you're not the future. You are the present right now. You know, so be be that. Be the difference that you are looking for. Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, that's what's beautiful about our church, but also hard is it's a lot of old people who are kind of carrying the brunt of volunteering. And I was at Cathedral. This is a funny story. I was at Cathedral. In a diocese far, far away. Yeah, in a diocese. No, this is, this is more reflective on me, so don't worry. I, I, I went to Sunday morning mass at 8.30 at Cathedral, and I was so excited. I was like, oh, first public mass on a Sunday. And it so was anyway, me saying the mass. So I walk in, Father. I walk in. And they're like, how many people are with you? I was like, oh, just one. And the guy goes, okay, singles. And I was like, wow, thanks. So anyway, he's like, he goes, we'll put you in the singles section. And I was like, ooh, Okay, yeah. I'm like, oh, hey. Can you find so a cute we, guy? Yeah, and he's like, just, he's like, just turn to the right. You can sit wherever you want. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I turned the corner. I was the only person without white hair in the in the section. Uh, I was like, oh. No cute guys. No, I mean, they go to the I don't, don't want to miss the 70-year-old lesson learned now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Julie, thank you so much for your time today, for your insights um, on life, what it means to find connection. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you too, Father, for all your insights. Yeah. 
all, all of our listening audience out there. Uh, we hope you find something that maybe spoke to your heart in a way, like uh, to, to find some sense of connection out there in Nashville, that you just moved here, or if you've been here for a while and you're just looking for something new. Uh, we hope this program spoke to you. If you like what you heard, uh, you can write to info at WBOU.org uh, or find our website at WBOU.org as well. Uh, you can listen at 100.5 FM or tune in online. I believe you can say uh, play Nashville Catholic Radio to your Alexa and also tune in that way. Uh, so thank you all for listening to this episode of Belonging. A special thank you to Jim Crow, our program director. My name is Zach Jansen. This is Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio. On the next episode of Belonging, the show for young Catholic adults, we'll talk to Jay Hoover about money and things like overwhelming student debt. Instead of focusing on the debt, we bought a lot of knowledge. Hopefully, mm. and if you apply that and apply yourself to that, you're going to make plenty of money. And that restrictive B word, budget. I, lo- I look at a budget more of truth. This is what's happening. And let's look at that truth. On the next Belonging, Thursday at 11 a.m. on WBOU, Nashville Catholic Radio.